Part 2. Welcome to Drug World. Chapter 5. Big Pharma Prologue. Thucydides, in his History of the Peloponnesian War, wrote, For ourselves we shall not trouble you with specious pretenses and make a long speech that would not be believed. You know, as well as we do, that right, as the world goes, is only in question between equals and power, while the strong do what they can and the weak suffer what they must. The U.S. is a nation of pill poppers. According to Bloomberg, nearly half of us take prescription drugs. The Mayo Clinic 2013 puts this figure even higher, a whopping 70%, with 20% of Americans taking five or more. This is verified by the Centers for Disease Control in 2019. This is absurd and obviously damaging, but doctors do not get it. How could this have happened and who is responsible? Abraham Katz, MD, summarizes this section. The immensely wealthy and powerful pharmaceutical companies have become more and more entitled and emboldened over the past three decades. The FDA requires drug studies for patent approval, so, quote, contract research groups do trials that spoil science and make questionable medications look good. Mathematicians massage the numbers and bury data that do not support the drugs. Industry employees then write up the trials and send them to the FDA. Since more than half of the regulator's funding comes directly from corporations, approval is rarely an obstacle. After the FDA gives permission to sell the drug, corporate ghostwriters spin articles for publication. Then the companies pay prominent physicians to affix their names as authors, and medical journals' editors with financial conflicts approve them. Since the journals are primarily funded by the drug industry, publication is nearly automatic. The prestigious authors and publications lend credibility to questionable drugs, devices, and physician practices. While this happens, physician opinion leaders with transparent financial conflicts, such as research grants, create prescribing guidelines that minimize risks and exaggerate benefits. These standards of practice are poorly grounded in science, but they authoritatively command practicing doctors how and when to use drugs. The subsequent marketing campaign goes directly to the public and to individual physicians. Few observers believe either is appropriate, but the former is worse. Along with this, another favored strategy is corporate-funded advocacy groups that disease-monger. This involves spinning horror stories that spread fear to sell drugs. Dr. Katz is a pseudonym for a top physician who tutored me as I wrote this book. He dives into medical studies rather than backstroking through the summaries like the rest of us. I quote him to develop ideas and provide contrasting views.